Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Let's talk a little more football. Let's do it with our guy, Jill Gallant from FTN Bets. Jill, how you doing tonight, man? Thanks for joining us. Uh, first things first, you got any action on either preseason game or in the CFL contest a little bit later on? We've become big <laughs> CFL guys because the preseason product's been such crap. I agree, yeah. And, I mean, I think it's pretty much uh, – uh, first off, I just want to say thanks for having me. But I-, I wanted to say I think you can't really go wrong with betting an under at this point. Uh, they're hitting over – I think it's like around 85% right now for, yeah. through all preseason games. Yeah. Uh, even last night, uh, like I had the under in the Patriots-Eagles uh, game. Really started panicking as we got midway through the third quarter because the Patriots were just steamrolling them. And I somehow locked in and backdoored into an under 38 and a half. Uh, so I will not complain. And I think that's really the only way that you can approach these preseason games based on who we're seeing and uh, the type of uh, position players we're seeing out there. Jill, thanks for joining us. Um... Read your piece today, and as an avid Washington football team fan, but also covering the team, the vaccination rate is not great. Um, you put out a, a really in-depth piece um, just covering everything vaccination. So could you kind of give us a rundown of w- what it's looking like league-wide and also, you know, what are, what, personally, what's up with the teams that elect not to report their rates? Like, how are they able to do that? See, and that I still don't know. And I mean, it's kind of funny. The two teams that you're referring to that haven't somehow reported at least to uh, reporters or, you know, maybe posted it on their website are the Patriots and the Texans. And, and if anything, with the Patriots, it's almost on brand with, uh, with not sharing that type of info. Um, really why I even put this together is because it started really just from a couple of days ago seeing the Falcons at that 100% vaccination rate. And I was like, wow, that's really impressive. They got everybody to buy in. And, you know, I kind of wanted to know where other teams stood. And I couldn't find that info anywhere. I had to like kind of dig through every single media report and whatever else. So I decided to kind of compile all the latest reports from, you know, beat writers and national reporters or, you know, teams themselves sometimes like self-reporting their own percentages. So the percentages that are in my piece at FTM bets, that's solely based on players having the minimum, like the first dose vaccine. So for the Vikings, for example, they're at 70%. They're the lowest uh, team uh, in the league at 70% for the first dose. Uh, but for a team wide, it's at 64.5%. Now, Washington, just to touch back on what you were saying, they're around 84% for the first dose, but obviously that's becoming a little bit more of an issue in house, you know, with Ron Rivera and, yeah. and some of the health issues that he's had, you know, in the past. Um, you know, it's, I don't, I don't want to say it's going to be a deciding factor in how I completely uh, interact and how I interpret futures bets, like, you know, like win totals or, you know, player awards, but it does have a little bit of an impact. Like if you're looking at the Vikings and you're thinking, I mean, I wouldn't make this bet, but maybe somebody out there is making, thinking about a Kirk Cousins uh, MVP bet or an offensive player of the year bet. And maybe that might make them do a double take, you know, of whether or not they might place that kind of bet. Uh, So that's kind of where it was, is that basically I'm going to be updating this as we go, as we get closer to the season, they're all looking for that kind of 85% mark, or at least the NFL is, um, you know, and teams are going to be severely limited if they don't reach that mark, like certain players, like they can't, you know, they eat meals or participate in media marketing activities with the teams. You know, there's certain limitations that they'll have because they're not uh, going through with, with the vaccine protocol. And that will probably affect certain teams as we go throughout the season. So 
Um, last year I got real weird and I played the Broncos because I mean, that's that number just got really ridiculous against the saints. When was it? Kendall Hinton got the start at quarterback and I knew it was a bad decision after the first pass that he threw, but like, so how are you going to factor in like week by week? Like, is that something that you're going to take a look at, especially when you look at the vaccination rate for a lot of these teams, is that affecting how you're playing any season win totals too, though, or no? Yeah, I mean, it will affect like teams like maybe like the Vikings with Colts, uh, for example, uh, or even maybe yeah. Washington to a lesser extent uh, for win totals. Um, but I mean, for me, I, I kind of looked at it just the way the 2020 was. And, you know, and I think you and I, we both probably lost a little bit of money on the Broncos that time. Yeah. Um, I, I think we I think the NFL teams are doing a pretty good job on limiting outbreaks. Like, I think that's the one thing is that we're. we're the vaccination thing, we're like kind of like looking at it as whether or not there's going to be an outbreak because the NFL has already kind of come out that they're not planning to postpone games or, you know, it's basically almost like a forfeiture if you're in a position where you can't play that your scheduled time. Um, so I think that, you know, with another year of experience and the NFL teams kind of going through these protocols, I think we'll see less of an impact of it. But I don't want to rule it out because, again, with the way things are going and just the way that it could go, like – I don't know if I'll be approaching it week by week, but I think it will maybe impact some of my bets earlier in the week when I'm trying to get the best spread number or something like that. And it really depends on the team and it really depends on kind of the, the percentage rates that we're looking at as we enter the season, because new information is coming out, you know, every day from these teams on where their percentages are, where they're, you know, so this could even change, you know, by tomorrow, depending on uh, what's being released by teams. Any season win totals that you have played or any NFL futures that you really like? Yeah, actually, there's a few. <laughs> this one will probably, you know, it's a little bit outside the box, but hear me out kind of why I yeah. think this might be a decent bet. Our whole show is outside yeah, the we, box. Yeah, that's, that's all we're looking for, man. <laughs> if you come on here and you tell us Chiefs over 12 and a half, we're not inviting you back. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, this one is a little bit more uh, off, off the beaten path. So hear me out on this one. I like Sean Payton to win the Coach of the Year award okay. at 25 to 1. Wow. And the reason being is that I can't think of another team that has been kind of like written off, like as far as where they were from year over year when it comes to win totals, odds to make the playoffs. And, and obviously, you know, Drew Brees and, and Michael Thomas, like, you know, Drew Brees being gone, but Michael Thomas being out for a few games, that will be a bit of an issue. Um, but even if you just look over the last two seasons when Brees got hurt, you know, they were, uh, I believe they were three and ones in games that Brees missed last year and six and three in games that Thomas said it last year as well. So, it's not like they don't know how to win games without their top end players. And, you know, they still have a pretty ferocious defense. Uh, and I mean, you're looking at their win total around like eight, maybe even nine, depending on the book. I think if they win double digit games or maybe even get to a 12 and let's say 12 and five record or something along those lines, it'd be pretty hard to ignore Sean Payton's job as coach of the year for that, given what we've looked at coming into the season and kind of the projections so far. Yeah, that'd be something. If that if that team can win double digit games this year, if they can even be formidable, because I'm all the way out on them. Um, I I love Jameis Winston, but I'm just like, man, it feels like a huge hurdle uh, at the quarterback position, and also that the injuries on the offensive side don't do them any favors. Um, I'm looking at the Cleveland Browns though. This is a team that everybody loves, including my my partner here in Vegas. Just is absolutely slobbering all over the Browns this year. I'm I'm against the hype guy. Like if there's something that comes out on Netflix and everybody's like, oh, this is the best show ever. I'm like, ah, it's probably not that good. And I don't watch it until like six months later when it's old already. How do you feel about the Browns this year? Are they a serious Super Bowl contender? Are they a, a good value pick for Super Bowl? Um, their Super Bowl chances? And what do you just feel about this Browns team? Because I feel like I don't trust Baker Mayfield. 
to to get the ball to everybody that deserves it. I think he's more interested in the Hulu has live sports commercials than Stop actually it. going out there and performing. But can can you can you side with me on your uh your your hate or disdain for this team where you think they are as advertised? So are you saying like the Cleveland Browns are the Tiger King of the NFL? Is that kind of what oh we're looking my, at here? That you kind of waited a little bit wait ab- to watch that show? Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I guess for me, I, I'm not going to you know, drink the Kool-Aid on Super Bowl or bust or Super Bowl championship. But I do like them to win the AFC North. I think they do have a better mm-hmm. roster than, than Pittsburgh and both Baltimore. I still think you can get them at plus 140, maybe yep. even plus 135 at that MGM. So I do kind of like them to win the division. Um, for the most part, their odds for the Super Bowl are completely deflated. It's not to a point. It's a to a point now, rather, where – it's just not even worth valuable to take it. So I think if I was going to do something, I would probably look at it more like I think they could probably get to 12, maybe even 13 wins based on that roster. But then again, like you're saying, do I trust Baker Mayfield in a playoff game to be, to kind of get us over the hump and win that big game? I'm not so sure. So I'm not willing to kind of put my money down or a full unit down on a Super Bowl outright, but I will definitely look at them and I have and I bet them at plus 145 to win the AFC North. I really like your Sean Payton pick because I I kind of agree that I think the Saints are going to be better than a lot of people expect, but my favorite bet I placed it months ago because I've been telling everybody Aaron Rodgers was coming back because the Packers control him, and he wasn't retiring after throwing 48 touchdown passes, winning an MVP, and being one play away from a Super Bowl. I got the Packers really early, two-and-a-half-point dogs against New Orleans week one, and that's my favorite bet. Um, That's my favorite ticket I'm holding. Anything that you've played as far as week one already, are you going to hold off a little bit? No, I, I did put in one bet for week one, but again, I was trying to be a little cautious because again, when the lines come out and everything else, you know, you, you almost get a little too excited. You want to put just your entire bankroll on, on right. a bet here. So I, I ended up taking uh, a week one pick uh, for the New England Patriots over the Miami Dolphins at minus two and a half. Nice. Because again, I was just kind of looking at this matchup from last year, obviously, some of the pieces are different. You know, we're looking at two uh, quarterback instead of Ryan Fitzpatrick. But even if you just look at last year, this, this exact matchup happened in week one in New England. They were home favorites at seven-point favorites. And to be honest, they beat the crap out of them. They won, even though the score was 21-11, anybody who remembers that game knows that Miami was nowhere close in that game. Uh, Bill Belichick, you know, since he's taken over as coach, they're 17-3 in 20 home games versus the Dolphins. Their average win margin in those games is over 12 points. Uh, right now, I think uh, that line's going to move to maybe three, maybe even three and a half by the time we get to kick off in week one. So I would probably grab the minus two and a half of the Patriots over the Dolphins for week one. Wow, that's... I think I'm going to play that in the in this next commercial break. I like that one. A lot I like too. that. Um, I may, maybe one of our last questions here. You know, I always have to ask our guests about my favorite team, which is the Washington football team. Right now, they have the second best odds to win the NFC East, of, of course, behind the Dallas Cowboys, who are going through a. a I, can I say they have a chip on their shoulder or on the shoulder of Dak Prescott? What do you think happens in the NFC East, the worst division, but the best division in football? Um, are the Cowboys going to go ahead and win this thing, or are you going to bank on the Washington football team and that defense and hopefully fits Magic's beard to help them repeat as NFC's champions? Well, as a Cowboys fan, so I know that we're probably sworn oh, enemies before whoa. we even How met. did he get on um, here? He's a Cowboys fan? Cam, screw I know, these guys. I know. You've, you, you, I'm definitely not getting invited back now. So. No, you, no, you're, you're, good. you're good in my book, man. No. Go Dak. But, 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 I'm gonna, but we're going to swing it back here because, to be honest, I do think Washington wins the NFC East. I actually have grabbed them already. I bet them back on, in the middle of July at plus 200 wow. to win the NFC East because – the fact remains they have the best best defense in the division. It's not even a debate. If you try to make the debate, I just 
you're not, you probably don't watch football. And I really think that even though Alex Smith kind of held, held it together, and it might even seem blasphemous to say this compared to maybe two, three years ago, I do think Ryan Fitzpatrick is an upgraded quarterback. And the final five games are divisional. So I feel like if Washington is either in a position to kind of make a run or, you know, they're already, you know, up a couple of games, they're either going to make up ground or they're going to distance themselves from the pack. So I just think based on their schedule and based on the way that they're improving, based on the skill weapons that they have, uh, for me, I like them better than the Cowboys because and two things, the defense hasn't changed. Yes, I love Micah Parsons. And I, and I think Kelvin Joseph, even as a second round cornerback, I think they're going to improve, but that's not going to just completely change overnight. Like, I mean, just let's not pretend like Dan Quinn is going to come in and automatically revamp this defense. And then of course, Dak Prescott, obviously dealing with a little bit of injuries going into camp, you know, all it takes is maybe one more Nick and then we're dealing with Ben DiNucci or a backup quarterback again and dealing with that kind of scenario. And, and it could go really downhill very fast. And then of course the offensive line, while, you know, you get a Tyron Smith back or whoever, um, the point is, is that they're even a little bit more injury prone as well. And you see what that team does when Tyron Smith doesn't play, they completely cannot protect the quarterback at all. So um, for me, I think Washington is the value play. Um, I know that some people could maybe talk me into a giant bet, but again, I would rather not try to back on a Daniel Jones uh, led team. So Washington football team to win the NFC East. You and I are on the same page. I like them at plus 200. You know, I'm a little scared now because I've been so high on the Dallas Cowboys. Like, both fan bases are thinking the other team is going to win. It's ridiculous out here. This is how scary both sides of this thing are. Zill, thank you so much for joining us this evening on BetMGM tonight. we got to have you back. You didn't scare me away uh, enough, so we'll have you back for some more picks. Thanks a lot, gents. You enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Thanks my man. brother. Zil Gallant, you can follow him on Twitter. Also does work with FTN Bets. Good stuff right there.